no, that situation isn't sustainable. There has been a very significant increase in the price of gas on the international markets over the last two years. Even before the war began, prices had started to go up. And the government stepped in using taxpayers' money to sort of moderate the situation um, and reduce prices through that 600 that was allocated to each household uh, over the course of the budget, the final 200, which will be paid um, in, in March. So domestic customers have been somewhat cautioned against the worst um, potential price rises. And obviously now with the phasing out of, of, of the energy supports, from the taxpayer, many homeowners are really concerned when they hear some of the energy companies saying that it could be up to a year before they would see reductions as a result of the reduction in international gas prices, which obviously is the benchmark by which electricity prices are set based on on, on generation of, of, of electricity. So it's not acceptable, quite frankly, because as gas prices on the international markets went up, uh, the electricity companies were very quick uh, to move prices up. There wasn't a, a year's lag. Um, they moved the prices quickly. Um, and we'd expect the same to happen here. Now, they're putting forward this argument that somehow they have bought gas in what's referred to as the futures market. They have paid for it for the next number of months. And until that stock of gas is gone, they won't be able to reduce the prices. I don't accept that. Uh, the government doesn't accept it. Uh, and I think there will be uh, pressure brought to bear. And hopefully that will be enough for them to move. And as numerous ministers have said there will be a windfall tax applied anyway uh, to these companies to uh, effectively take control of the unexpected and unnecessary gains that they have made as a result of uh, the increase in prices and that that will be used by the state um, to assist homeowners in the coming months and, and perhaps the next year ahead. Okay, uh, and just I think we are we sure should be joined by Roisin Garvey. Actually, she's just gone off the line, uh, so we'll see if we can get her back. Um, but just to come back to you, Tim. I mean, some of the cases people have heard about: uh, Jerry Clark, seventy-seven-year-old from Meath. His two-month bill used to be around two hundred and ninety euro. Uh, his latest bill stated he owed Electric Ireland one thousand six hundred and seventy-eight euro and sixty-five cent for his bill from December to February for the winter period. Uh, the doll also heard a case of a woman who's over hundred years old receiving an electricity bill for almost €1,000. It's just really unsavoury to see her and uh, Jerry Clark indeed, both elderly, part of an age group that need heat and warmth more than most during the winter months, having to deal with the stress of astronomical bills like that. Yeah, that's incredible. And you see, the sad reality for those that are elderly or infirm or maybe have a disability and can't leave their home, and they have to have the heat on over the winter months. Now, I think the, you know, the €200 um, has been helpful to many households. But to the specifics that you talk about there are where there's young children in the house and there's somebody around the house all day. Um, there's been a very significant increase. And the 200 euros uh, on, on those monthly bills, whilst it was, or on those bi-monthly bills, whilst it was helpful to some, doesn't in any way meet the expectation of those. And, and you look at an elderly person like you've identified um, with 1,000 euros over uh, a two-month period who, by and large, just getting by on the state pension. Um, so that's, I mean, that would put people into a situation where, in order to remain warm, they probably wouldn't be able to afford the kind of nourishment that's necessary uh, to, 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 to live, uh, you know, a, ba- a basic livelihood. So it is really important that the energy companies take note here, recognising that they've made very significant profits, recognising that even if they have to take some kind of a short-term hit on the fact that they have hedged their gas prices for the next number of months, they're big, they've, they're profitable, um, and they can sustain that over a period of time. They can spread their 
their, their, their cost base over a further period of time in a manner that meets the needs of the consumers. Don't forget, um, these are companies that are around a very long time. They have a very loyal customer base, quite frankly. Uh, people who have stayed with them, even though there's the opportunity to move between companies, very few of the elderly cohort of people do that. And there should be a bit of respect coming back now for that loyalty and that support. Prices do need to come down. And I'm pleased that a number of government ministers uh, right up to the Taoiseach have indicated clearly that this isn't good enough uh, and that action needs to be taken. Okay. And if the companies don't do it, they will be penalised through the taxation system. We are also joined by Roisin Garvey, the Green Party Senator from Mina. Good morning to you, Roisin. Good morning, Alan. Uh, what's your take on all of this, Roisin, that the fact that those wholesale prices of, of energy prices have dropped and customers aren't, aren't feeling that yet? Um, you know, we see Electric Ireland, they've announced price cuts for businesses but not households. And you, you may say, some people may say, the, uh, the cases I mentioned there of the lady over 100 years old and Jerry Clark are kind of isolated incidents, but I'm sure there's more than, than th- those two who are getting astronomical bills. Yeah, I mean, there's something like the bills did go up by 120 percent. So that's how much bill. That's how much people's bills should have increased by. If they've gone up like 500 percent, there's something wrong there. And, and that man, actually, Jerry Clark from Mead, did say it might be something wrong with his pump. But the, the bottom line is, people have to go to their electric company and go, look, this is ridiculous. You've got to check my meter. There's something wrong here. I haven't used this much electricity. And if it turns out there's nothing wrong, which often is the case with 500% increase, then you have to come up with a, a payment plan. But Electric Ireland have, like, said they won't cut anybody off, at least. But, I mean, what we need to do now is focus on putting pressure on them to reduce the charges. But I think that's imminent. Um, I know all the ministers are leaning on them. Eamon Ryan has been meeting them, saying, lads, it's time, you know, and if you don't, we're going to have to taxi. So... Let's let's get this show on the road because people are sick of it. So you know that's that's the minister Ryan's come up with that and the windfall tax. Uh, he just didn't come out on it. Other ministers came out on it before him, but that's politics. But uh, you know the plan is to get the all the companies to reduce their costs now and see the difference going back to the customer. I, I don't know what they would have done without the six hundred euros to answer the the two hundred, the two hundred, the two hundred. Do it would have been a lot more difficult. It is something we touched on with you before, but you, you know, your your party wasn't keen on an energy credit for for the summer, and you you felt you know that look it would be more needed in in the winter. But when people are dealing with these kind of energy prices, perhaps do you think there there could be a need or perhaps a rethink and maybe an, an additional well, energy credit would come in during those, the summer? Like those anecdotal ones have to be dealt with as individual cases with electric and see what the actual cause is. Um, but overall, actually, electricity payments have been have been better than they have other years. So there hasn't been a huge issue. People have been managed to pay their bills, and the two hundred euros has helped. But it was always uh, the idea that your bills are always higher during the winter. So of course, it makes more sense to give them during the winter months. So like this time of year, like we have no heating on. People don't use the heating as much. So they might need the two hundred more in the winter. Yeah, uh, but you'd you be using, you'd be using, but Roshan, you'd be using energy for more than just your heating. Yes, I understand that, but you do realise the daylight is for longer during the summer as well. I mean, you there's a big difference between weather and electricity usage in winter and summer. Everybody will say that because before winter they were calling for the measures to be coming in because the winter is a more costly time for electricity. That's a fact, whether it's heating or lighting or whatever. You just have more things, you're using more electricity during the winter, which is why it makes more sense to, to give the money during the winter months. Oh, okay. But they're getting them for March and April as well. 
Okay. Uh, Timmy, the, St. Vincent de Paul have been speaking about this and people will have heard uh, uh, the story in our news bulletins with Dennis Carty, the Clare branch president of, of St. Vincent de Paul. 450,000 people, according to a new report from them, uh, ha- have had to go without heating their homes. That's almost 10% of the population and MABS, according to them, 49% of their clients have reported going without food in the last six months to cover energy bills. Uh, we're, we're really seeing the impact of rising energy costs having a, a huge negative knock-on effect elsewhere in people's lives and that can't be allowed to go on. No, it can't and that's why the pressure has to come on the energy companies and whilst it would be ideal if the state were, you know, had the kind of resources to continue to put money in through subvention but, you know, Roshan has made the good point there and there's also the fact that quite frankly if the state were to continue over the, the summer months putting in that those 200 on a bi-monthly basis, the energy companies would sit back and just soak up those profits so, you know, the pressure now has to come on um, to drive down these prices because you've rightly identified Mabs and, and, and the Vincent Paul are at the coalface. They see it every day. The, the really significant impact and what I'm hearing, I even see it in our own office with the people that are calling. There are people who we're kind of used to know that have pressures at certain times of the year. It's an annual thing. There are people now coming looking for help and support that never before um, found themselves in this situation. So it is broadening that that gap between those that can manage to survive and those that quite frankly can't and need uh, certain additional supports. That really isn't good for the morale of society to, have, to force people into that situation. So the, the focus now has to be on the energy companies to try to get things back on track. The state through the increase in the social welfare payments whilst you know, it was a, an additional €12 Euros a, a week. Um, we'd like to see, you know, being able to do more and hopefully with the continued improvement in our economic figures and there's good tax data out that would indicate the economy is performing well. Um, you, you've seen the, the inflationary figures starting to, 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 to come back a little bit. So hopefully that puts the government in a better position next September or October when, 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 the, when the budget time comes around maybe to be able to give a little bit more to people who are, who are depending on the base social welfare payments so that we can try to reduce the number of people that find themselves uh, unable to heat their home and feed their families at the same time because that really is a reflection on society if if, if, if we have a, an increasing uh, cohort of people that find themselves in that situation that, that that's not a good indicator at all. Roisin, uh, Dennis has mentioned to Dennis Cartier in our, our bulletins that you know if the government does introduce that uh, special dividend or, or, or levy that he'd like to see the money going uh, towards targeted measures to help the most vulnerable. And Timmy just touched on social welfare payments there. What shape or form do you think such uh, targeted measures could take? I, I suppose if you look at the most vulnerable, um, if they're on single parents or, um, or you know, or retire, state pensions or, um, you know, on the social welfare, it's the most vulnerable. It's quite obvious. It, it doesn't take a math genius to figure out who are the most vulnerable. You can ask him into Nepal, but the Department of Social Protection would know as well. And I suppose that's what um, Heather Humphreys and Eamon Ryan did come together on as well, that they... I mean, I think it's important for people who are struggling like that because those figures are shocking that they, there was extra money given to the community workers in in the social welfare offices to help people with, with, with bills. So I do hope people feel that they can go to those places and look for help as well. Uh, not that it sorts out all their problems, but um, there was extra money given that was never given before to help people uh, with their bills. Um, but I think you have to look at the most vulnerable. I suppose that's what the 200 euro thing wasn't targeted. It was for everybody. 
So then you see that some people who were who don't need it were getting it. So I suppose that's why you have to put the targeted measures. And there is, I would think, there is um, some of the low income workers that are working full time, but are like I'm not sure if you call them the squeeze middle or what you call them. But you know, workers on low incomes also have to be looked at as well. It can't be just people on social welfare. I think there is um, a need there to support people who are going out to work, but because of extra costs and childcare and everything, also would be vulnerable to high bills. I, I know I've, I've been there myself. You know, you can be vulnerable and still be working full time uh, financially. 